0: in college football is officially upon us. Nobody better to help us break it down than our good friend, our weekly guest on the Daily Crow, Jake Crane of Crane & Company. Jake, what's going on, my man? The final weekend yeah. of the college football regular season. I try to tell people, man, over the summer, we start that 100-day countdown. I'm like, all right, savor here it. Here it comes. Enjoy yeah. it, because once it gets here... It's over in a heartbeat, man. But we got a great weekend of games lined up, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. How are you?
2: Uh, of course, uh, you know. Again, I hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving week so far, and and you know this weekend, everybody stay safe. Look, uh, it's kind of bittersweet, right? As you bring it up, because there's so many great matchups. You know, the playoff picture's really taking shape. You you kind of know what has to happen. You either feel one way or another about your team season, and we got these big rivalry games, but it also means it's the last week of the regular season. Man, damn. Like, which means we only got a couple more weeks. I mean, we got the the bowl games and all that stuff, and that's great. But it's like, man, now I'm going to have to wait all over again for this. But, hey, college basketball, right? NFL, got got a little bit going on. But, no, I mean, I'm, I, I'm excited. It uh, should be a hell of a week. Jake, before we get into the slate of games, I
0: got to ask you this. The college football playoff top 25 comes out. Florida State gets bumped out of the top four to number 5, Washington Mm -hmm. now at 4. Your thoughts on this? I feel like I know which way you're going to go because I think I saw you talking about the Jordan Travis injury, how it affects Florida State. Mm -hmm. Agree or disagree with the committee bumping FSU out of the top four?
2: Well, look, here's the the beautiful part about it, and I say this on on, on the show. Listen, until the last college football playoff ranking comes out, it's a reality TV show. Nothing – they contradict themselves all the time. They're going to do what excites half the people, pisses off the other half to try and get as much ratings as possible for that show. Because here – what do I mean by that? They come out first one, Ohio State's ranked number one. Why is Ohio State ranked number one over Georgia and Michigan? Oh, because it's about what you did this year. Oh, okay. Well, then how is Florida State ranked fourth? that that doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, 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 you say head to head matters matters the most, right? Especially, you know as we get down to it. Oh, then why would you put Texas ahead of Oklahoma, right? Oh, wh- well, if you're undefeated it doesn't matter, you're going to be up there. Well, then why would you put an 8 and 1 2 lane team over an undefeated Air Force team when Air Force was still undefeated? It's a TV show up in the last week. And this one comes out And listen, I think you can make a rational and logical argument why, when you look at two undefeated teams in Washington and Florida State, you could put Washington one ahead of Florida State or have them jumping when we're talking about two undefeated teams. But then you look who's ahead. Oh, Ohio State and Michigan. Guess what? They play each other. One of them's got to lose. So if whoever wins that game, let's say Michigan wins it. Say Georgia wins out. There's Georgia. There's Michigan because you're playing the little Giants in the big Big Ten championship game from the Big Ten West. And then if Florida State and Washington uh went out, right? Well, Florida State slides right back in there. If Washington loses to Oregon, Florida State moves right back up. It's it's going to change because it has to change. They just want to create chaos. So we'll talk about it up until the last week. It's just, it's a play. They're running, just like you watch plays get run on Saturday. This is a play they run. It's and it, it, it works. But no, like. If we're talking about, though, at the last ranking, if an undefeated Florida State team gets left out because of an injury, that's asinine. That that cannot happen. If that does happen, this will be the biggest problem that we've had in college football in a long time.
0: Jake, do you think there's a realistic path for an SEC team being left out of the college football playoff and there being no SEC teams in the field
1: of four? Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so obviously you'd have an undefeated Big Ten team, right? Let's just say Michigan, whatever. Let's say Florida State goes undefeated. They're, they're going to be in, in my opinion. Let's say Washington wins out and they're undefeated. They're in. Okay. So there's three teams that are in there out of the 40. You got one more spot. Well, for this to happen, Alabama has to beat Georgia. Well, if Alabama beats number one Georgia and Texas wins out, they're both 12 and one. And, or, and, and Washington's already beat Oregon. So that's done. You have a 12 and one Texas and a 12 and one Bama. Texas, when, I don't care who is playing well right now. Or who is playing better? If Bama played Texas on a neutral site, I'd take Bama. Just like I would have taken Bama over TCU last year when they didn't get in. TCU goes on to beat Michigan. Then obviously we know what happened in the Rocky Horror Picture Show national championship game last year against Georgia. But a 12-1 and Texas and a 12-1 and Bama to see who gets in, it has to go to Texas because head-to-head has to matter. The beginning of the season matters just as much at the end. And head-to-head, it's actually an easy out for the committee. It's an easy out. Your work's done for you. The three undefeated teams and the the two one-loss teams that have a chance to get in, Texas and Bama, both won their conference, both 12-1. and What's what's the common denominator? They actually played each other. Holy hell, it's unbelievably easy. Texas has to get in. That would be the way. That's the only way I could see it, really.
0: Jake, and if that were to happen, obviously the the powers that be in the SEC, I would imagine they're pulling for Georgia to go out and go undefeated, so that guarantees the SEC automatic there. But I mean, (laughs) just let's just hypothetically say that an SEC gets left out. You got four teams, no SEC teams. Do you think that would bring more or less intrigue to the college ball playoff? Because on one hand, it's brand new flavor, right? I mean, it's it's a bunch of teams that you know it's not going to be the same old same old. Okay, it's Georgia all over again. Like it's not the same old song and dance. But on the other hand, you're leaving out a large, large portion of the college ball world that even cares, right? I mean, like, how uh, yeah. would an SEC fan even care about the college playoff? So, like, what do you think in that in that in that standpoint in that scenario? What's yeah. the entry level like in that?
2: Well, the entry level would be lower than if an SEC team was in there. It's it's simple math. It's the same reason why the SEC TV contract is the way it is. It's why the SEC attendance is the way it is. More people care down here, right? And it'd be a cool little cute story for everybody. Oh, look, the SEC's out. Oh wow. You know, how did how did uh, uh Giselle not not show up to the Victoria's Secret model show and everybody's even more intrigued? No, they want to see Giselle. Are you kidding me? Like at the end of the day, we know it means <laughs> The slogan of the conference is it just means more for a reason. But I'm going to tell you what they're hoping for, Chris. They're hoping to get two teams in. They're hoping that – and somehow, right, right, you have – one Big Ten team is going to get in, obviously. But but if you have something crazy happen where they lost in the Big Ten championship game uh, and then all of a sudden Florida State loses – you know, to, to Florida. And then, you know, they're, which they're out of it. They'd be, they'd be out of it with one loss anyway. I think even with Jordan Travis, Uh, you know, you hope that Oregon beats Washington uh, and Texas loses. So the big 12's out and and Alabama beats Georgia and all of a sudden bam and Georgia, here we go again. Right. They'd love that. Oh God. Bam and Georgia back in. That's like, that's like, that's like lemonade in the summertime, Chris. That—that's what they want. Double intrigue, right? Double. D- what do they say on the campaign? We want to double the already tripled profits. It's the it's a it's the the Mach Brothers in here, man. The dream scenario
0: for sure, Jake. What the hell happened on the planes over the weekend, and how does it
2: change your outlook, if at all, on this weekend's Iron Bowl? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's whenever something like this happens. Like obviously every game's different, but but it's typically multiple things. It's not just one thing. You know, a lot of people point to, oh well, they must have overlooked them. Look, I I, I watched that game and and got a feel for that game. It was on one of the many multi view screens I had up, and yeah, Auburn was very vanilla offensively, right? Um, and and I think they were looking ahead a little bit to Alabama, but dude, New Mexico State. I mean, if you watch that game, they were the better team. Like like I mean they dominated the game really from the beginning to the end. And, you know, I, I was telling Auburn fans, you know, everybody panics when this happens. It's like when Bama fans panics, when they lost to Law Monroe, Oh, Nick Saban's an idiot. He's lost it, man. This could not say that he's going to be Nick, but you know, this happens, right. It seems to bite a different team all the time, but this wasn't Alabama state, right? Like coming in, this wasn't like, you know, like, you know, Bishop Sycamore coming in. I mean, New Mexico state's got to be nine and three. Like if you know anything about Jerry kill, like he's legit. Now, the loss is still inexcusable, in my opinion. They are New Mexico State, and this is Auburn. But Auburn's got one four-star that starts on offense. You want to really look at personnel and talent comparison. Auburn's better than New Mexico State, but it's not by, like, a ton. There's a reason USA Today last week put New Mexico State two spots above Auburn uh, when it came to the, their overall rankings, and it turned out they were right. So I, I think it was, was multiple things. But, see, here's the beautiful part about all this. Uh, we all know how crazy rivalries are. I mean, y'all are immersed in one yourself. It's an in-state rivalry uh with South Carolina and Clemson. We have the same thing down here with Auburn and Alabama. You somehow find a way to harness the Energy Co like of of Jordan Hare Stadium uh and and pull this one out. Uh, people forget that game ever happened like it'll be it'll it's like an agent J just came in neuralized. Uh, everybody like, like, like they just forgot. So you always want an opportunity to bounce back, right? That's what you hope for. And, uh, Auburn has that opportunity. Now, look, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, let's, let's not lie, but, uh, we've seen what happens to Jordan hair. You got a chance to resurrect it, but it it sucks. It wasn't not the best thing that could have happened for Alabama. Right. I think Nick Saban and private would tell you that. Uh, and obviously it's not the best thing that could happen to Auburn. Cause if you can't get motivated to play the iron bowl anyway, then something's wrong with you. And optically it looks bad. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm at on it.
0: Yeah. Admittedly, Jake, back to what you said earlier, my mind immediately went to, and to your point, I'm not saying that Hugh freeze at Auburn's going to play out this way, but it went to 2007 lob Monroe. It didn't kill Nick Saban. So, I mean, it's not going to kill Hugh. No, freeze. yeah. It's embarrassing but- in the short term. If for sure, gives a lesson in the long term, I think they'll be fine. But yeah, for, I, I'm sure that was a tough message to preach down in the Plains this week. I'd have to imagine.
2: Well, yeah, look, because everybody, again, especially just weird coming off the Arkansas game, how well Auburn played. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, a lot, a lot of people were, were high up there, but Auburn – Auburn hasn't lost to a team like that, you know, in 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 a long time, especially at home. It just really doesn't happen. Uh, so it shell shocked a lot of people. You have a lot of people who don't like Hugh Freeze, uh, you know, come out of the woodwork. You know, the same ones that were hiding, you know, with with Jody Foster in their panic room after the Arkansas game, and you know, is and I always laugh. I was telling them because most of them were worried about recruiting. That's the funny part. They're not worried. They're like, yeah, man, damn, we lost New Mexico State this year. You already bowl eligible. You weren't winning anything anyway this year. They're worried about recruiting. And I keep trying to tell them, I'm like, do y'all really think, you know what players want? That Obviously, NIL, money talks, they want you to get into the NFL, but they want to play. They want to play early, especially nowadays. Do you think it's better if Auburn was undefeated and had a bunch of of freshmen and sophomores at that position, it would help them out in recruiting more than than being like, hey, we're Auburn. We're a legitimate place. You can come in here and play as a freshman. That's what they want. They know this New Mexico State game is not going to matter next year. So getting that message across got some of them off the cliff. But there's some people, man, just that they're panickers. Like you can't, you know, they're, they're panicking Skywalker. And every
0: fan base has got them for sure. Jake, for South sure. Carolina and Clemson Saturday night game mm. and Tigers each have won three in a row. Carolina uh, gets that hard fought slugfest victory over the Kentucky Wildcats defense. For dear life. Uh, Clemson, good win of their own against North Carolina. They've turned things around, it seems, since early in the season. Really got sparked by that Notre Dame win a couple weeks ago. Really interesting stat going in this one, Jake. Clemson, one of the worst in college football with 13 fumbles lost, 20 total turnovers lost. South Carolina's defense, for as bad as they've been this year, they forced 10 turnovers in their previous three games, granted two of those against Jacksonville State. Vandy, but either way, they're trending the right way. How do you see this one playing out? Because you and I both know line of scrimmage matters. That's an advantage, I think, to Clemson in this one. Carolina looking for back-to-back wins over the rival home game. Night game at Willie B. Your thoughts on Carolina Clemson?
2: Well, I'm in love with South Carolina plus seven and a half. Uh, and yes, Clemson would would definitely win my shouldn't eat that can of corn award this year for as much as they fumble started against Duke at the beginning of the year, where they just I mean could not hold on the they ball. Have especially have the five country yard and line. Fumbles inside the five. It's incredible. Like it's, have- it's it's incredible. It's like they're cursed. Uh, here's what I'll say: the 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 advantages are obvious, right? I I, I would take. I would honestly take more of South Carolina's skill players than I would have, than I would Clemson's, to be honest with you, at, at most positions, including the important ones at quarterback, right? Uh, I love Shipley as a running back, but Clemson is better in the trenches. Uh, South Carolina's going to have to force a couple turnovers, but they can. Like, Clemson's skill players aren't just so much better than South Carolina's or even on par with some of them out wide that they're just going to run by them and, oh, everything's going to be working. The only way that South Carolina will get a deficit on the outside, in my opinion, when they're on defense, is that the run game is killing them so bad that play action just opens it wide open. Safeties are having to guess. Nichols are having to guess. You know, uh, The corners are having to be out on islands the whole games because you're having to get guys to the box to just, for the love of God, try and stop the run, uh, and it just messes with people's eyes over time. But the more this week goes on, and the more I think about it with Spencer Rattler, and Juice Wells announces he's coming back. Biggest recruiting commitment of the year for South Carolina. Uh, so we can stay healthy. Rivalry game. Did, doesn't it feel like this game means a little bit more because both teams really hadn't done anything of significance all year? Like this will be the one thing you can point back to and be like, yeah, man, we went eight and four, but we beat Carolina. It's like, you know, South Carolina's like, oh, man, yeah, we, you know, it wasn't our best year. It was, you know, we it was a losing season. Cause y'all are y'all are y'all win
0: this one, y'all are what, six and six? So this is I was gonna say, Jake, this is the prove Jake Crane wrong bowl. You win Is it really proving me get wrong to, though? If you, you go this six when and you get six? to six and six instead of five and seven, I'm just yeah, if if it's that
2: tight. If like if it's one game, I at least have to have like one and a half game. Like I was thinking. I mean, my, good
0: god. Thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder if Jake's pulling for Clemson here so that he gets the five and seven nailed this time around. I'm pulling
2: who I bet bet on for look. At the end of the day, nobody's sending me a check when South Carolina goes five and seven. Uh, I'm taking yeah, South Carolina. I know you, I know
0: you like and that. Prove Jake Crane wrong, Bull. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, Listen, if team anybody team.
2: comes out and starts talking trash that y'all went six and six after I said you went five and seven, I will. find Fire you up live, live in front of a lot of people. Um, but no, look, all, all all joking aside, you know, I feel like motivationally, Shane Beamer does a really good job of of being able to connect with the guys. And that place is nuts, right? It's nuts. Williams Rice is nuts. That counts for something. The longer this goes on, Chris, the longer this week goes on, Spencer Rattler, last chance. Right. Got that senior bowl invite. Thanks for the memories. Loaded QB class needs to show up in a big game to maybe improve his draft stock. Maybe his last chance. If he doesn't play in the bowl game, cause it's going to be, if it is a bowl game, it's going to be like the, you know, the jelly and jams bowl or the minor car care bowl, or, you know, 50 and Over Dot Com bowl or whatever it is. Uh, Like I do. I think Sacramento wins this game, Chris. I'm telling you, man, like I just, I know they're not, they're bad up front on both sides of all bad, but it's what is, what is uh Danny O'Shea, you know, from, from little giants say he's like, man, look, man, I, I, I lost that race, you know, nine out of 10 times down Cherry Hill, but there's that one time. There's that one time. Like, I feel like it could be that one time. Not that Cyclone you know, Cyclone, Carolina know beat, beat Clemson to death last year, but there's a huge deficit up front this year, but this, it, it, it would make Shane's, Shane, stay over the offseason a lot, a lot comfier. Add a little leather to that chair of spikes that he's sitting on right now.
0: The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, or head over to gametime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, SP or SUP, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at GameTime. Go download the GameTime app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Certainly going to be a lot of fun. Jake, when you look at the rest of the SEC rivalries, what stands out to you? I mean, there's a lot of big spreads. I think also, too, it's fun to look at the spreads and see maybe some mm-hmm. spreads are lower than you'd expect because it is rivalry weekend and who knows what happens. We get going with the Egg Bowl on Thursday. We got Mizzou, Arkansas on Friday. That's an interesting yeah, spread. Only a intrigue, touchdown man. there. Um, Kentucky tries to salvage something out of their season against Louisville. LSU, A&M, Tennessee, Vandy, I'm just going through all of them. FSU, Florida, and then Georgia, Georgia Tech, the greatest pillow fight one-sided in, in this side of the Mississippi. I don't know. That's just a trash rivalry in my opinion. But uh, yeah. what stands out to you? My, my eyes go immediately to FSU, Florida, the battle of, of the course. quarterbacks. Of course. What of state looks like in Gainesville. Billy here yeah. needs a good performance. Anyways, what are you most looking forward to in the SEC from these rivalry games?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, when you when you look around, I think the most in danger would obviously be Florida State going against Florida with the implications that that has. You could say Alabama Auburn because that game's crazy. Um, but you know, not having either starting quarterback for each team makes that one even, even more interesting. I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's the backup quarterback bowl. If we're going to start naming games, which is unfortunate for both Mertz and Jordan Travis, uh, both guys were, were having really good years. Graham Mertz is one of the biggest surprises in my opinion in college football. And we know, we know what, what Jordan is when he's out there and what he means to that team and his dual threat ability. But i tell you, man, Louisville, I know it's an in-state rivalry. They better not be looking ahead to Florida state, uh, with, with a backup quarterback because Kentucky this is a Mark Stoops special man this is this is why and and we talk about this on the show why he got one of the best contracts in college football cuz he's able to do this at a place that just tries to get through it to basketball season uh they they better not be sleepwalking in this one right cuz cuz Ray Davis and that group Miami ran all over Louisville and if they let Kentucky run the ball like that it really opens up that play action game that Liam Cohen and and uh uh you know Devin Leary specialize in this this year so that one's interesting tennessee vandy it's going to be the the murder on the orient express except we know who did it uh it was tennessee josh heupel in the library with with a gun um that fires all over the place and joe milton but somehow hit the person uh i i would say look, looking around the sec the arkansas missouri game you brought up i want to see how this arkansas team is emotionally after it was announced sam Pittman's coming back right is is that a jolt of energy you know is that hey you know, we let's let's get back on it. Let's get some momentum going into next year. Let's all hold hands and hope together and get some positivity. Uh, but you're playing against a Missouri team that's really good. Not only really good, you you're going for your tenth win and these guys are coming back, most of them, like Brady Cook and Luther Burden. And, and they have some guys. I know Cody you know, feels like he's been playing college football, even, even at Truman. Feels, it feels like he's in year 33. But they're building something over at Mizzou, and they want to keep building it, get to that 10-win mark. I tell you what, man. Uh, Chris, uh, let me ask this. Am I the only one that sees like the similarities in Ole Miss and Missouri? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. like if, if you really look at the teams, yeah. opportunistic defense. Both quarterbacks are coming back that are talented, that are dual-threat guys. Their other best offensive players are coming back. Uh, Quinchon Judkins at Ole Miss, the running back, and Luther Burden. It, it, they're both going for 10 wins coming off years where there were some Ole Miss fans that they were ready to get rid of Lane after the uh, go-to-Auburn talks and losing to Mississippi State. There were some Missouri fans that were ready to get rid of drink, but they gave him a two-year extension seen a lot of parallels between those two teams it's kind of wild but yeah I man. there's some interesting storylines uh across the league there always is during this week regardless of what's happening so no uh i, I want to see if georgia tech can score any points against georgia i like the over at 60 in that game they're not gonna stop george nobody's stopping george the most important person in that game for george is the bus driver uh but uh at the end of the day yeah there's some some very interesting matchups
0: Jake, the game takes place this week in Ohio State, Michigan, college yeah. game day on the scene. Your thoughts on that ball game and with college game day in town, how many signs do you think will be dedicated to the
2: sign-stealing fiasco in Ann Arbor? Well, I've heard from a little bird that they're boycotting it because they got apparently like bar stools going up there. You've got big new kickoff. They're just going to go to the other ones. I, I think they're just going to tell them to stuff it, and they should because look, we all know ESPN's got a vested interest in in the the Big Ten doing bad. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows that. You don't have to be some genius to know that. ESPN's with the SEC, and Fox is with the Big Ten. That's what we're headed for, two super conferences, right? ESPN versus Fox, and then they'll come together, the to Battle of the Klingons for interstellar domination. But, look, th- th- somebody will do something, right? Somebody will do something. Somebody will, have a, somebody will have a sign that says, Connor Stallion stole my other sign, you know, whatever, something, something lame like that. But when I look at this game, I just don't trust Kyle McCord. I just don't. JJ's been in this game, right? I know who Michigan is. I've watched these core players play for the last two years. Ohio State's really good on defense. But at the end of the day, I think Michigan, who I describe as smushy, but in the good way, they do the smushing. Uh, I I just don't think Kyle can make – and I I love Marvin Harrison Jr. and and Egg Buka and Cade Stover and, and the backs they have. But Michigan's really good on defense, and I don't think Kyle's going to be able to push the ball down the field, number one, in this weather. And number two, I don't know how much Ryan Day want him to push the ball down the field because this is one of those games that will be decided by two to three plays. It it will be. It's just how it's going to go. I just trust J.J. McCarthy at home, this team, in the elements. I love – if you can buy down, and, and it may get down to two and a half, I don't know, but if you have to buy down Michigan minus two and a half, it is a great bet, great bet. I think they may win by double digits.
0: Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, one last thing, and I'll get you out of here. Outside of Auburn, Alabama, favorite rivalry and most underrated rivalry, in your opinion?
2: Um, I mean, it has to be, it has to be Ohio State, Michigan, right? Um, I would say, I mean, Army Navy is close. Army Navy is closed just because of what it means, but uh, I would say my most underrated rivalry. God, that's a good one. Uh, give me. Let me think. Let me go. I'm gonna say Oregon, Oregon State. Right? No, Friday, no Friday. I think Oregon's gonna kill them this year, and and I know it's you know Oregon State's being left at the dance. They're like the the fat freckled kid uh, just getting left at the dance while Oregon goes to the Big Ten. But any rivalry that's called the Civil War. Oh, also, there's another one. Actually this is my answer. I would like I do have the ability to change my answer. Correct Chris, that's yep, cool. Absolutely, yeah. Most underrated Farmageddon. Iowa State, Kansas State been being played since 1917. Yeah, that's right. Farmageddon. <laughs> Just cuz the name is so dope. By the way, fun fact for all you all, all you uh college football uh junkies out there like me. Do you know in Miami, Ohio, Played Miami, Florida earlier in the year. What that game's actually called? Enlightening. The, the Confusion Bowl. That's actually a real thing. That That's makes 100% sense. real that thing. That you check sense. it out. But I'd go Farmageddon, the most underrated. Jake, we got about a minute. Last thing. You were at South
0: Alabama, right? That's where you coached? Yes. Who was South yes. Alabama's rival? Well, your favorite Troy. From, Troy. from coaching in the
2: rivalry. Yeah, we beat them back to back to win the belt, and we were like a brand new program, so we just went to the locker room and just blared Drake's back to back like as loud as humanly possible. And they've been there forever. Stadium was nicer than ours. We're playing at Lad, like we beat them twice in a row. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Always have the belt, baby. Different type of energy
0: getting ready for a rivalry game like that. Oh
2: yeah, like that. oh yeah, yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's like Dion said, it's personal. Jake,
0: I appreciate you taking the time, man. This is always a ton of fun. Have a happy rivalry weekend. Happy Thanksgiving yes. to you and yours. And before you get out of here, let the folks know who's on the show this weekend for the Pick'Em, Pick'em Show.
2: Uh, dude, we have Steve Dace, uh, Michigan grad. He was the executive producer of Nefarious, that movie that came out uh, that that did really well. Um, he's a big, big Michigan guy, but, but big college football fan. Actually really knows his stuff. Uh, Does a really good job, best-selling author as well. Uh, We've got, you know, shoot, Chris Marler on too, our buddy from uh, Saturday Down South, big bammer but still love them. Um, no man, it's uh, if you watch your sports media shows, it's go to YouTube. It's Cran and company, C-R-A-I-N and company uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, all that jazz. You can find us there, but happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, Chris I always love coming on with you, man. It's I, I uh, enjoy chopping it up with you and, and being able to see it media day and stuff like that. Just uh, hope everybody out there is safe, enjoys their football watching and enjoy that nap too. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't eat breakfast on Thanksgiving. wait, <laughs> It's worth it, man. Jake, you're the man. We'll do it again next week.
0: All right, buddy. See ya. All right, Jake. We'll talk soon, man. I appreciate you greatly.
2: Hey, always, Chris, man. You do a great job, bro. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hey, you too, man.